Here's what's coming up on today's show. So it, it's something you have to definitely anticipate and then anticipate that it's probably going to climb even more rapidly than some of our other categories in retirement. Welcome to another day in Retirement Paradise, your guide to achieving financial independence and navigating the journey to a blissful retirement. Your host is Eric Judy, RICP, a seasoned financial professional with more than two decades of experience and the driving force behind Judy Financial Group. Whether you're on the cusp of retirement or just beginning to consider your financial future, Eric Judy will provide the tools and knowledge you need to confidently plan for a comfortable and fulfilling retirement. It's another day in Retirement Paradise. Glad to have you on the show today. I'm Ben George with Eric Judy, who's the founder of Judy Financial Group and a retired income certified professional expenses. Eric, I know this is something you work with people all the time on, and it's such an important piece of retirement, right? Because you have to know what, what's going out before you know what you need to have coming in. Absolutely. And uh, I'll be honest, this is usually one of the biggest challenges for clients as we're actually starting a retirement planning process. It's saying, hey, how much do you really need in retirement? And most people, if you haven't retired, you know, th- their typical answer is, well, this is what I make. <laughs> yeah, but is that what you spend? And it's trying to keep people in that same general area, but it's uh, having them define, you know, the expense portion of what they need and uh, the difference between needs and wants. And, you know, I think that's part of what we're going to even discuss here. Yeah, it's how do you get to that point? And uh, we've got some tips, hopefully, that will make make it a little bit more easy for people as they're thinking about expenses and retirement to help them get there. Yeah. And if you have not thought a whole lot about expenses or maybe kind of heard that, that intro and thought, ah, I I don't know exactly what my expenses are going to (laughs) be. Well, today we're going to kind of talk about a few different areas that you need to pay attention to and some areas that what your expenses actually might change in retirement. So maybe you haven't thought about it a whole lot. This will hopefully start getting the wheels turning a little bit and maybe give you something to follow up on and and talk to Eric about if you have questions. So again, you can always do that at at judyfg.com. That is the easiest way to get in touch and schedule a meeting. Just click that blue button on the website at judyfg.com and you can start that conversation with Eric. How's everything else for you? Uh, you know what? It's been a wonderful summer so far, so I can't complain. It's been busy as usual. Uh, the good news is we're getting some plans out here to go see the kids and, and connect with the family. So we're awesome. going to take and uh, incur a little bit of expense to go see them, but you know, it kind of feeds into what we're doing here. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good transition what we're talking about. We'll, we'll save travel for, for a few minutes from now, but uh, I want to jump through first off, talk about some of these different expenses that might change in retirement and then just Talk about how you can help plan for these and some of the other factors that contribute to uh, to managing your cash flow in retirement as well. So let's begin with a big one, housing. Um, a lot of people have a different approach to this, right? I mean, obviously you have your mortgage. At the same time, you might want a second home. You might want to move. There's a lot that goes into housing. So how might this expense change in retirement? Yeah, this is usually the biggie, you know, and uh, I always like to say if you can retire your mortgage payment prior to retirement, that's a huge thing. And obviously, uh, that's one of the things that I would say is, is crucial to, to kind of most planning. And the funny thing is, even if you haven't retired your mortgage, it's anticipating when you can. So many times when we're doing out a, a financial income plan for folks in retirement, and we're looking at, hey, how many years do you have left on your mortgage? Uh, most people just think of it as a payment, but it's a great, I would say, big income boost if you retire your you know, your mortgage three, four, five years into retirement 
all of a sudden you have this additional cash flow that you didn't anticipate. Well, that's a great thing, but as we're building out an income plan, we know to, need to know when that's going to start. You know, mm-hmm. is when that savings, when that income hits, because we can then anticipate how the portfolio design is going to be changed to basically offset. We no longer have to pull out of other assets to cover that mortgage payment because we don't have that bill, or it becomes additional cash flow. So it's that's one part of the question. And then there's other folks, especially here, uh, we're based in Illinois, but the Rust Belt folks don't like to stay here in the winter. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a lot of times they're doing the the multiple housing management where you've got one home that you keep up up in the north for the summer months and then we're going south for the winter time and you know, that's a big portion of are you going to maintain two homes for your entire retirement? Is it something we're going to start you know, hey, we we'll, we'll have two because the grandkids are, and the kids, well, it's usually the grandkids are a little younger. We want to make sure we have the time there. But eventually we drift more to the south because, let's be honest, we like the weather more. It's more consistent. We have maybe more friends there than we had back home. So it, it, a lot of those questions come in. So housing is a big deal. And how we're going to take care of those pieces as well as any potential downsizing or relocation have a big impact on on kind of what the expenses are going to be for that line item going in. So that's really one of the key points that we like to discuss with folks as as we're kind of doing planning. Okay. Yeah, wide range of different possibilities there with housing, but you definitely want to have a, a grasp of what you want to do in retirement with your housing, but also some factors that might go into it. So again, that's a, a good one to start with. What about... Um, work stuff that you pay for throughout uh, your working career, right? I'm thinking you know, travel, commuting, maybe there's less of that these days than there has been, but you still have those. Any, you know, maybe eating out's a big expense, I think, a lot of times in, when you're working because you don't want to go home or you don't have the time. You want to save a little time to, to just hop out and grab something. So this could free up some money in retirement, right? Absolutely. Uh, as we drive around today, I mean, gas is well over $3 a gallon. I think we're approaching $4 a gallon. If you're on the West Coast or the East Coast, you're probably closer to $6 a gallon. You know, if you can eliminate just that short commute, and sometimes it's not so short commute to work, it's amazing how much that adds to back into your budget, you know, uh, to give you that that freedom, you know, and it's not unusual for, so that's a few bucks. And you know, did you wear a suit today, you know, to work every day? What was your wardrobe? Did you have a uniform? What was the requirements? If you start eliminating some of those expenses, you know, did you have to take clients out to lunch? Did Was that on your dime? Was it, you know, something that you had a company credit card? Blessing you. <laughs> Great deal. But, you know, when we look at the things that we typically are spending just to do the day-to-day things we have to do to get to and from work as well as supplement, you know, our our appearance and those pieces, those things, as you retire, those adds a little bit more to the coffers. So yeah, not having those pieces. I know personally here, uh, one of the things we had, you know, we're not retired yet, but we got rid of our building. So we got rid of uh, a lease payment, you know, so we moved our office back in the house. So as you start to downsize and eliminate some of those things from the budget, you know, it, it saves significantly. So if you had a lease or if you had a, an independent, you know, job where you are the ship captain and crew and you no longer have those obligations, that can add a significant amount of retiring those expenses, as we should say. Okay. So that's maybe a category, category you maybe hadn't thought about, but could be a, a nice little uh, boost in some in some money you might have that you weren't thinking about. What about healthcare? Uh, I would guess that most people think this will go down because you'll have the help of maybe Medicare, the premiums being a little bit less there than what you've been paying. 
uh, throughout. But I know for people probably that have been relying on their company healthcare plan, you know, it can be a, a an eye opening experience to see what healthcare <laughs> actually costs when you're coming out of pocket. Yeah, it, it's the shock if you haven't if you haven't ever paid it yourself. Or if it's, you know, if it's something automatically drawn out of your paycheck, you, you don't really look at it and maybe as something you're paying, even though you might be. But yeah, as you get to the point where you're having to pay, so even if you've got Medicare, you know, you, you may be paying for a supplement every month that you didn't realize. And I think the key thing here is, uh, unfortunately, as we age, this is a, a system we tend to use more frequently. Uh, our doctor visits get more frequent. Our Prescription drugs that we might not have ever taken before, all of a sudden we have now a maintenance drug that we didn't think we'd ever be paying for. It's amazing how much this can start to increase. And let's be honest, as we age, the insurance companies know we're going to use it more and they start to increase our premiums. So it's anticipating and preparing as much as possible to have the flexibility to at least be able to take care of it, deductibles and all those pieces as you get to these ages and make sure that that's something that's prepared for and you factor in, unfortunately, what inflation is going to do to this you know, this category because it is one of the quickest climbers when we look at expenses in retirement. You know, as we like to say, you know, inflation has been moderate for the last few years, not until t <laughs> this last year. But healthcare was always something that was double or triple what we were getting from other categories. So it, it's something you have to definitely anticipate and then anticipate that it's probably going to climb even more rapidly than some of our other categories in retirement. Okay. Uh, the next one, taxes, another big piece <laughs> of retirement. I mean, yeah, I, I guess people might think, I, I don't know. I don't know what people will kind of guess when they come into your office and, and what that they project, hey, I'll actually pay fewer taxes because I'm not making as much money? Is that the case typically? It is for a lot of folks typically when they first retire until they get to that benefit where they get to those IRAs or all of a sudden you get some required minimum distributions. And then it's the money that you don't necessarily need to survive. Um, but you, you've got the silent partner out there in the IRS <laughs> who wants their cut. Hmm. And uh, you, you might've been able to maintain and keep yourself in a lower tax bracket and then all of a sudden you, you have to start taking RMDs and boom, you're tossed into a higher tax bracket that you didn't anticipate was going to happen, but it's something that's beyond your control. Um, there are some strategies out there with taxes. You know, you can, instead of taking your RMDs and taking them yourselves, you can actually donate the charities and there's some other ways of mitigating those taxes. But many times when, you know, you're, uh, you get to retirement and you anticipate, you know, hey, I'm no longer working. My taxes are not going to be as high. Well, if your lifestyle needs you to keep in you know, a certain amount of income, you may not see as big of a drop as you anticipate. And uh, the one thing we always talk about taxes, that's a legislative piece. You know, there is no contractual guarantee that taxes are going to be the same today as they are, you know, what going to be in 10 years. And uh, we, we know today that, you know, Going in a couple of years from now in 2025, we're actually going to see a sunsetting of some of the tax breaks that were passed, you know, in the last three years. So we anticipate taxes are going to go up. Um, that's usually the answer for most of our clients when we say, "Hey, what do you think is going to happen with taxes? Are you going to be? Are the, will they be higher, or lower? You know, in in the future?" Almost everybody says they're going to be higher, um, and I anticipate that even if you're in the same category of, of income, 
you're likely going to pay higher taxes as uh, as the rates climb back up here soon. Uh, I wish I could tell you that's not going to be the case, but that's just how we anticipate it. And so I would tell you, as an expense, anticipate taxes are going to be higher than where they are today as, as you through retirement. We're highlighting some areas where your expenses might change or likely will change in retirement. If you have questions, you can always log on judyfg.com, schedule a meeting there. You can also access all the resources he has available on the website as well there. But I want to go to the retirement savings next. This is an interesting one. Maybe people don't think about as well as you, know, you, you, every paycheck kind of like that healthcare, right? It's, it's just kind of getting pulled out of every paycheck. You don't yeah. always see that money go straight into a 401k or whatever company plan you might have. Well, all of a sudden you don't necessarily have to start putting, keep putting that money away, right? Because you should have your retirement funded uh, for the most part. So maybe this is additional income that might come that you weren't expecting. Absolutely. And this is usually one of those answers from where the people say, Hey, yeah, I think what are you going to need as far as income and retirement? And they say, well, right now I earn, and then they usually give you your gross number. Um, part of that gross number is typically being funneled right into a 401k or an IRA and if you eliminate that payment, if you don't, if you think of a payment, that becomes again things that you don't need to cover again as you get to retirement because you're no longer planning for retirement and, and funding the for that retirement expense. You are now in retirement, <laughs> so you're going to reverse that, and those are the dollars that you're going to be used to to now supplement your lifestyle. So, yeah, that becomes a little bit of a boost. You don't need to, to think about that as being an additional expense that goes away once you've reached retirement. So big, big savings item typically for most folks that they didn't realize. Yeah. All right. Travel. This is one, I guess, that's going up, right? I think most people are probably uh, looking to not have to be like exorbitant trips either, right? I mean, you just you have more free time, so you're more much more likely to go places. And this is one of the reasons we I, I I will twist it sometimes on clients and say, all right, so are you going to jump full into retirement? And because I always say, are you going to do the hybrid retirement plan? They say, well, what's the hybrid plan? I said, the hybrid plan is where you work occasionally so that you don't turn every day into Sunday <laughs> or Saturday, <laughs> whichever day you spend the most on. And it's just giving you something that you have to do because as you get and have more free time, you tend to spend more. Uh, it, it becomes a lot easier to make that additional run to the hardware store or to the you know the, the clothing store. And you know it's you've got that time shopping can become an addiction to fill that time. And I would say you have to be careful. Uh, as much as I'd love to tell you, you know, jump on a, a plane and travel the world every you know every week, if it blows the budget because you just didn't have anything to do, that's something that has to you have to be careful of. Um, so it's, it's knowing you know, what you're going to do during that time in budgeting time is the reverse. You know, I like to tell clients as you're getting into retirement, retirement has three stages, the go-go years, the slow-go years, and the no-go years. Pad your budget for the go-go years. Enjoy that travel. Enjoy that piece. But let's put, a, put it out there as a budget item so that we know exactly where we can go and, and how often we can go to enjoy and give ourselves some of that just rewards to, you know, check off the bucket list so you can go and accomplish those things, go spend them with the family, the kids or the grandkids and get the things done that you want to while you can still enjoy them. So, but it will blow the budget to bits if you let it. <laughs> All right, let's, let's close it out then with insurance. Um, where, where, where does this play and how does this factor in? Does this go up, down typically in retirement? 
It depends on the individual. Um, I would say if you're someone that has multiple lines of insurance, uh, if you're covering a, a disability uh, insurance to make sure that if something happens to you while you're on the job, you know, that's something you no longer have to pay for. So you're no longer covering that line. Um, if you're covering a life insurance policy, you know, a life insurance plan to make, if anything happened to you that, you know, the mortgage can get paid off, the, uh, the kids can still go to college. Many times as we get to retirement, those things are no longer needed coverage for you've done everything you needed to to save up the nest egg so a lot of times those things will you know go go by the wayside um but you may choose if you've got you know a cash value policy uh for a lot of life insurance that may become a supplemental income plan so there's different things that you might have to replace so you might flip flop a disability for now long-term care so it's a little bit of a misnomer that it's going to be lower it could actually increase in retirement years. So it's just being careful and just making sure that you have the coverages that make sense for where you're at in retirement. All right. So that's some different categories to kind of give you an idea. And I guess when you're working with someone to build out um, their retirement plan and, and to try to get a hold of of expenses and, and manage that cash flow, you kind of have to separate these into musts and things that are maybe nice to have rather. Yeah. I was going to say, this was the story always when I was a little kid, you know, walking through, as you remember back in the old day when we actually had to walk through the cash register line and, you know, all the candy was on the one side. And I said, mom, I really need that candy bar. And she would turn to me and say, you know, you really want that candy bar. (laughs) (laughs) There's a difference between needs and wants. And uh, we would try to impart that onto our kids as well. But, you know, as it comes into retirement, there's definitely a difference between needs and wants. And I don't ever, as a planner, try to define what's a need and a want, but I think I try to encourage you with what's discretionary and non-discretionary. You know, you have to have your housing, your health care, food, transportation. You know, we've got to pay off any debt. You know, I've got some clients that tell me their golf memberships are must-haves because if they don't have that, they will be spending their time spending money other places. So <laughs> what's important to you is needs to be on that must-have list in retirement, you know. But yeah, travel and leisure is typically a, it's the discretionary. It's the, yeah, it's nice if we have the ability to take a trip to Europe or a trip to, you know, a vacation to a nice destination. But ultimately, if our I would say if our retirement planning is on the low side, if we've had some unexpected expenses, we can deviate in these areas. You know, we don't have to take a bigger trip. Uh, we can take a smaller vacation. We can stay closer to home. You know, some of the, uh, I would say, nice things, gym memberships, you know, the recreational things, like the golf memberships, those things are things that are nice. If you talk about, you know, giving money to the kids, the grandkids, the donations, the churches, you know, going out to the movies, eating out. Those things are all nice to have, and they make retirement, you know, part of the uh, the benefit of all those you know, hours we've logged before. But it's those things have to be considered more discretionary and things that we can manipulate based off of how we're doing. And maybe is you know, if we're not getting the return on the portfolio this year, maybe we re you know reevaluate and we pull some of those things back just to make sure that we've got enough for everything we have coming down the pipe. So, got to cover the must haves. Yeah, the definitely. Wants, the wants and the needs. So Yeah, exactly. Um, any other expenses besides these kind of core ones that might actually play into 
your cash flow in retirement, some things that pop up that uh, maybe most people aren't really thinking about? So I would say the one thing that I always, that I had a client that they retired on their own business, their own business. And uh, as soon as they were done working, they were, you know, they had the too much of that time on their hands uh, aspect and uh, they blew the budget because they started to do home renovations. So uh, <laughs> the strange thing is I told him he ought to go out and get a job at Home Depot so he could get, at least get a discount on the, on the renovations and have something to do with his time. But he was just used to being busy. So it's really having a plan for what you're going to do with the, the, the time that you haven't had free before. Hobbies, volunteering, you know, those things are important. But yeah, I would say that was another one that's probably jumped in that can be a big expense potentially. So, All right. Well, let's just close it out then with just a little look into what you do and how you help your clients. What what does that planning process look like for you when it comes to this and, and how you help clients manage all these changing expenses as they, you know, are they're always evolving in retirement? Yeah, we, we often tell clients, you know, we're going to build out a plan and help you build out a plan, but we know life is going to get in the way. So there's we have to prepare for that unexpected aspect. But, you know, when we sit down, we start looking at it. It's, a, it's an honest question. How long are you going to be here? Most people will honestly tell us they don't know, and we will answer we don't know either, but we have to have some degree of expectation for how long they're going to be here. You know, how long were your parents alive? How long were they here for? You know, what do we need to prepare for? Are we going to be conservative or aggressive? I like to tell clients, I want to be realistic. If you let me define the number, I'm going to be more conservative. But, you know, let's look at your family history. Let's look at your health and plan for a reasonable amount of you know, time period. You know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years potentially in retirement. And then one of the things that we think it's important is to factor inflation on there. You know, it's you know, the expectation that prices will be exactly the same 20 years from today as they are today. You know, I, I often go back and say, you know, I can remember when gas was under a dollar when I first started driving. You know, seems insane. And then it's gone down, it's gone up, you know, but when we look at, you know, I can remember two years paying, you know, going to the store, buying a nice steak for under, you know, $4 a pound. And now <laughs> it's almost triple that. So, <laughs> so inflation comes into play, you know, how are we going to keep pace with all those things? And then it's helping people, you know, allocate different pieces to get the returns that they need as far as return on investment and risk and reward in their portfolio. So how are we going to design out so that uh, we can really take the least amount of risk we need to to be successful. Um, uh, we want to make sure that people can sleep at night. You know that they're not reliant on a market return to be able to you know eat and sleep. And then ultimately, everybody has to have some degree of you know an emergency plan out there, so they've got dollars on the sidelines for when life gets in the way. That emergency fund. You know, you don't want to have to destroy your retirement income plan just to take care of something, whether it be replacing a roof, a new engine, and a car, kids or grandkids that need some assistance. So it's it's making sure that you've got those pieces in place. You know, as we're doing these plans, we're going to try to address each of these pieces and make sure that we've asked the questions about all these different elements and we've incorporated them into the plan so that the framework for making financial decisions in retirement is put in place for you so that you have a good cornerstone to move forward from when something does come up that you didn't expect. 
Very good. Well, if you don't have your expenses in order and you don't know exactly what your plan looks like and how you'll manage that cash flow and not run out of money in retirement, right, which is the ultimate goal, again, you can reach out to Eric at judyfg.com. While you're there, you can schedule a meeting uh, just by clicking the blue button there. And just a reminder, Eric's been doing this uh, since 2010. So, Eric, you've been doing it since it was cool to be virtual, right, <laughs> to have that's meetings right. online. Uh, and I think everybody's much more comfortable now doing that. So if that's something you, you want to explore and maybe want to work with him, depending on where you live, it doesn't really matter. You can always connect with him via the website, judyfg.com. If you want to call as well, you can do that, 217-303-1711. All right, that'll do it for another day in retirement paradise. We hope you have a good one, Eric, and we'll do it again soon. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ben. Contact Eric Judy by calling 217-303-1711 or visit judyfg.com. Advisory services offered through Creative One Securities, LLC, an investment advisor. Judy Financial Group and Creative One Securities, LLC are not affiliated. Guarantees, including optional benefits, are backed by the claims-paying ability of the issuer and may contain limitations, including surrender charges, which may affect policy values. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. We are not affiliated with any government agency.